Hey, welcome to the intro. I just wanted to say before I got into things that I launched a Facebook group and that's going to be where you can talk to other people um, along, I guess, just being a part of self-development one-on-one. Um, I wanted to make a community and make it so that it doesn't seem like you're going at this process alone because it's definitely big to have other people that you're doing it with um, and sharing things with and, you know, just having having some people that know what you're going through because they're going through the same thing. So if you're interested in the Facebook group, um, definitely, definitely go join. We posting some things in there. It's mostly just like a community that you guys can... Um, communicate i guess so like you can literally share whatever you want um as long as it's not just you know weird things or hateful things or anything like that obviously keep those out don't want that um but definitely just like sharing your current mood sharing something that made you laugh sharing um something that you found interesting on the internet um and yeah uh, I'll be responding to some things. I'll be, uh, you can ask questions. I'll be polling you guys sometimes. Um, and then I'm going to have an event uh, that is going to go on for the next couple of days, probably. I'm going to make it pretty soon. But uh, I'll definitely make sure to update all of you on that. So, yeah. Um, I think that's it. So, let me get right into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode number seven. Um, happy Saturday if you're watching this on a Saturday. Um, I'm posting it kind of late, so most likely you won't, but happy whatever day you're watching this. Or, sorry, not watching this, it's a podcast. Um, hopefully hopefully I can record some podcasts in the future. That definitely would be a good idea. Um but for now, it's going to be audio only. But uh, before I completely distract myself, um, let's get into what I was planning on talking about today. So a couple times I've been thinking in the past, um, you know, sometimes you do some reflecting and you say, man, what? where would my life be right now if I didn't make these certain decisions? And you start to spiral and think about that all the way back until like years ago and even just birth. I don't even know. You you always have those kind of thoughts where you just say, well, if I didn't go up and talk to this person, they wouldn't be my lifelong friend right now. Or if I didn't go to this event, then I probably wouldn't have met this certain person. Or um, like, what if I chose... A different college on my application sheet or whatever colleges I had previously gotten into. So for me, I especially would think about this a lot. I'd be like, well, so if, if you don't know, I go to Auburn University right now and 
I applied to, I think, five different schools, and um, some of them local to where I lived in Florida um, during high school. And then the main competitor, I guess, to Auburn was uh, I applied to Oregon, and that was really sticking out to me because I went on a trip uh, probably like seven eight years ago now um and it was to the pacific northwest around like washington area um we went up into canada a little bit um and i just absolutely loved it there i didn't really know it from back then that it would have been an enticing offer for going to college there but i really definitely did from that point like have that on my radar almost so when I applied to Oregon it didn't really feel like oh well that's like a really far out place and I don't really know what is going on there obviously I've never lived there and I I never we I mean we went there for probably like a week or so um so I didn't get like the full experience of it but I was thinking yeah this this is pretty manageable like it's a six-ish hour flight, which is kind of long, but, you know, it's it's doable. Um, so I definitely thought really heavy about going to Oregon, and um, it's not like a, a thing against Oregon. It's just that it was really far, so it, it definitely would have been a much larger choice to make like going to Oregon from where I was in Florida it's pretty much like the exact uh, longest distance longest distance from my house except if I went to like probably a Hawaii but it was definitely like really neck and neck between the two I didn't I didn't really know um, and to give you backstory my dad also went to Auburn so, um, by the time I made my decision, it kind of, I'm not going to say it influenced my decision directly, but it made it a little bit easier to make that decision. Like just from having, I remember going to Auburn, uh, at this point, probably like 13 years ago ish. Um, but yeah, so having the uh the fan uh what am i trying to say being a fan of auburn for uh that many years is obviously like you subconsciously it's you're gonna want to go there because it's what you know um so i chose auburn as i said but i was think i was always thinking in my first year i was like what would be different right now if i was in oregon and a lot of times that kind of thinking is, I mean, you, you can't stop it. It's like automatic thoughts just pop in and you, you either decide to rationalize with them or you decide to just turn them off and you're like, no, I'm not doing that right now because I have other stuff to do or whatever. But at the same time, I never really did think about it that much because uh, I was I was super lucky. I live in an apartment um, that's like right off of 
the campus and I met my friends like that I still have now another uh, roommates but I met them probably like a week into school uh, through the apartment I didn't really have to go out and do anything uh, to meet them just like kind of met them in passing in like one of the uh, game room areas of the apartment um, it by the way it's it's that's not in our apartment it's just like it's a massive building so um, yeah but over explanation aside um, I didn't really have to do much to meet them and I we kind of just clicked like first or second week and it was basically like the cliche the rest is history but even though I still had all of that it was like well what would be different at Oregon and obviously since uh, your emotions are always changing you go from well I don't even care because I have everything I, I need here and uh, you know it, like everything that could have been good there is better here and then there's the flip side of that that's well um, not really feeling the greatest right now and maybe it could have been better there and this is exactly what I'm talking about and I can almost guarantee that you've done this I don't know how many times but probably a lot and listen if we're talking about the worst defenders of this which I call it grass is greener syndrome and I'm not sure if that's what other people have been calling it but that's what I've been calling it at least and if we're talking about the worst offenders of this I am probably top three on that list of people I know maybe top two um, I literally do it so like I could be in the best situation and then say well if I only had this then then I would feel happier or if I was in this place then I would be able to have no stress on me and live almost stress-free and then you kind of think to yourself huh actually wait no you you really don't think uh, your brain almost takes over it's kind of weird it's like your brain is putting a condition on your happiness and it's like basically you need something else to be happy like under this condition like you need to be in this position so that you can succeed which is almost subconsciously telling you that your current situation is not doing it for you and you really need a change and your current situation could be outstanding like this has even happened to me on vacation it's like like obviously Every vacation is awesome. I love it. And I just talked uh, uh, for about 25 minutes on how much I love vacations. But there's still going to be these automatic thoughts that you get. You're like, well, I'm kind of missing my friends. Um, if you're traveling without your family, it's like I'm missing my family. Um, or traveling without, uh, if you have a, a significant other of any kind, traveling without them, it's kind of like, you're definitely gonna feel some sort of, um, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna miss them for sure, but there's always gonna be those thoughts that you could be having an amazing time, but still feel 
like this drawback to like the grass is greener there let me wait put a hold on my happiness for now but like let me i'm gonna put a hold on my happiness and then i can be happy once i see them again or i can feel fulfilled once i see them and it's basically just taking away the happiness that i mean you're on a you're on a vacation you you obviously should be having a good time but it's like it's just those automatic thoughts that just keep going and keep telling you no you need this to feel happy and that's mainly what i wanted to talk to you about today is that how to kind of break these thought cycles because they can really be harsh or in certain situations make a change that maybe maybe your brain's subconsciously telling you that you should make you should actually make the change so there's definitely some factors to look out that differentiate the two but keeping some of them in mind can be really helpful for the next time that it happens and first i wanted to get into the drawbacks of what this line of thinking can actually do to you and also how common it is it's i i was doing scenarios about like vacations or about living situation or something like that or college situation was my first one um but it happens a lot more often than you would think for example do you ever have those friends or maybe acquaintances that just will not stop talking about everything that's going wrong in their life like that one person that's like mark just came up and talked to me and he was being so weird and I wish you just realized that we're not good friends because it's making it so stressful that I have to go talk to him and be nice with him and it would just be so much better and I'd feel so much better if I didn't have to do that. And you're just sitting there like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, damn, that's crazy. And sorry if your name is Mark, I didn't mean to like, you know. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so we all know those kinds of people, um, or the people that just like love to bitch and moan about everything that's going wrong in work or their love life, and if only this would work out, or if only this person got fired, or if only she could realize that he's not the right one for her. (laughs) Sorry if I struck a nerve there. Um, Yeah, I'll be the first to admit that I'm an offender of this rule sometimes but you can't be doing it too much or else people feel like the only thing that you have to talk about is negative and they really don't want to sort with the problems in your life and if you're just now realizing that you do this a little bit too much don't worry i'm not being harsh i'm just trying to you know i'm just trying to help you out no hard feelings right we're good okay good So basically, the next time that you hear someone's on their fifth damn that's crazy of your story, just maybe, you know, dial it back. Yeah. But in saying that, I can definitely attest that it is really important to let your feelings out somewhere, um, especially with these kinds of feelings, because you really don't want to bottle them up. But what I'm saying here is... Just don't really talk about it as much with friends and talk it out with friends because, you know, they're not your therapist and that's, yeah. 
I think definitely more so talk about it with family and doesn't really matter who. Um, if you have a more open relationship with your parents, um, I would say go about talking with them as well. Um, but if you don't really feel comfortable with opening up to many people, um, I would say definitely look into therapy. I know that it can be pretty expensive, um, but I would say if if you do want to do that, then definitely give that a shot. I'm a recent advocate of even if you don't think you need therapy, it's really good for you anyways, but I definitely understand money constraints and um, definitely get that. So there are definitely some options. Um, and if you, again, don't have many people to open up to or you don't think therapy is the greatest option for you because of money concerns, whatever it is, um, I would say one of the best practices in doing this anyway would be journaling. Journaling is an amazing way to get out your thoughts and basically make it feel like you are at least getting heard by yourself and getting out thoughts so that you're not completely overthinking things in your head. You're not completely going crazy because of everything that's that you're perceiving is going wrong is just in your head and you can't get it out. Getting that on paper and being able to look back at it and say, and almost compare how you're, you're feeling or how you're thinking back to an earlier version of yourself or even just look at it and it's it's the same thing as talking it out with someone um or i won't say the same thing but it's similar where you're getting everything out and you feel a little bit more free because it's at least not going to be bottled up in your head so definitely journaling is a key and you can really buy any journal i mean i i have I have some links to a couple. I have the one that I use um, on my website, um, but it, it doesn't really matter. You can just get any kind of journal that you want. Um, and yeah, start doing it. Try to force yourself to do it every day, even if you don't want to. Um, if you're feeling better, maybe you can do every other day, but I would say try to stick to every day. Um, that's usually for the best because going to bed and knowing that you have everything out on paper and everything out of your head is a great feeling for sure. So for probably the closing part, I wanted to get into how to differentiate between how you can tell if you do really need a change or not, or if the grass is greener there or Sometimes it's not even a place if it's just green. The grass is greener in some way if you actually do need to make a change. So think of it like you have an onion and, you know, there's multiple layers on the onion. And you have to peel each layer back one at a time so that you can finally get to the onion. So you're peeling back the layers of the onion, basically. And this metaphor is obviously nothing new. Um... I'm sure you've heard it in many different scenarios, whether it's like getting to know someone or whatever it is. Um, 
but the peeling back the layers of the onion um, that can really actually help you visualize to see if you really need to make a change or not. Like at most points for me, I would always get to a certain point that if something wasn't making me feel good, I would just want to make a change immediately. And whatever it was, it was like I would already be one foot out the door and throw whatever I'm doing now uh, and throw it away and wait for the newer and better thing. And I'm still the culprit of this every so often, but I've definitely tried to make a change in that I'll at least kind of go through the process of, well, should I actually, you know, make the change or not? Rather than I'm already one foot out the door and to hell with what I've been doing before, I just want this new thing. It sounds so much better th than what I'm doing right now and, you know, I, I, I just don't want it anymore. What I've done instead, and here's where the advice comes in, what you do is look at the situation holistically and first start looking at evidence to see if the other option may be a better fit. And then after that, you look to see if there are options that can accommodate you. And let me let me make an example out of this um, so that it's easier to follow. So, for example, you're living in an apartment in LA and you've been there for a year now and you're kind of settling in and you're like, okay, um, I'm not really feeling the vibe of the city i don't really like the people as much here and it doesn't really give me what i all that i wanted out of a city feel and right here is the first place that most everyone starts to go wrong they start to think well i hate it here and your thoughts start to spiral out you're like i just want to leave i don't even want to plant any roots further here. I don't want to make any more friends because I'm already out the door and I don't want to I don't want to live here anymore. So, instead of that, why don't you look for any evidence that could contradict your theory about LA not being the right city for you, but maybe there are other cities for you out there that would be a better fit for you. So, go online, look at chat forums, look at any evidence that you can find say for the purpose of this example that you did find that a lot of people that move to LA move out really quickly because they don't like the vibe of the city and they don't like the people there or they liked it a lot better in a different city and then maybe you can say well yeah that could be me too so instead of just freaking out and shutting down that that wasn't the right fit for you and you already hate it and you want to move out then you at least have some time to process, am I actually going to be better off in another city or is it just me creating the problem here? But as I said, for the sake of the example, you were right to believe that LA wasn't exactly the right fit for you and maybe you'd be better off somewhere else. So at that point, then you will look for, all right, well, what cities may interest me? You create a list and then you say, I'm gonna research that further. So going along with the onion analogy, you're peeling back the first layer of, okay, I was right to believe that I could be better off somewhere else. Second layer is you're peeling off 
let me see what I have available to me and go from there. And if you're not getting the onion analogy as much, then completely fine. Just focus on the example. Continuing with said example, you create a short list of San Francisco, Seattle, Phoenix, and Dallas. So then you start to look up how expensive are the apartments in this city and what kind of jobs would I be able to find in the city that I want to move to. And then you're researching through it and then you come up with that Phoenix would be the best fit for you and that you could get a job there that still pays very well and is on the same brand as your other job and the rent is not too bad and it's also not too far to move everything. And although you're super excited that you just found the place that you're going to be living and everything is perfectly set up, that date that you're going to move is still around six months in the future. And while it may be super easy to just want to piss away the time and get to that, the end of that six months, treat still being in LA as still part of your future and still part of Maybe it's not the most exciting thing to still be working in the place that and living in the places that you want to move out of, but it's still a part of the process and you still can do things in that moment or in those six months that make you happy. Even though you're not where you want to be yet, you're not in the new apartment that you have in Phoenix you can still do things that make you feel happy and you're gonna be much, much better off if you do that versus begrudgingly go through the six months and then move because it's almost like all of your happiness is contingent on the place that you're living and you don't want that level of expectations to be hovering over you for the amount of time that you're still gonna be in LA for. That level of expectations can lead to that cycle being almost perpetuated the same way. Say you're two years at this point into the future. You like it in Phoenix, but you're not truly feeling it because it wasn't as life-changing as you thought it would be coming out of LA. That's because you probably put too much expectation and too much contingency on your happiness being in that place that you moved. You said, oh, I'm only gonna be happy when I'm in Phoenix. I can't really do anything else because I'm not happy where I'm at right now in LA and that's when I'm gonna be happy. And rather, if you take the route that I just described, you're gonna have a lot more organic happiness that comes from doing the things that you love to do. Maybe it's not in the place that you wanna do it, but now going into moving to Phoenix, you're, it's going to almost be like a bonus. Like you're going to be able to do the things that you love in the place that you found that is a great fit for you. That way you'll go in with a lot lower expectations. You're not asking for Phoenix to magically revive your happiness or revive your enthusiasm or productivity. So making sure to not have a one foot out the door mindset when going into all this is huge, especially if you're making a big change. So that's going to be all for me today. If you have any questions or personalized questions, um, 
I know I gave you an example, but I'm sure your example could be much different. If you have any questions about that, always feel free to contact me through email, contact forms on my website, um, shoot me a message on Facebook uh, from joining my Facebook group. Anything you want, I'll be there. So for sure, don't hesitate to reach out. If you like my podcast, make sure to rate it. Um, If you think there's things that I could do better, definitely feel free to reach out in any of those contact methods that I just previously said. And with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in and making it to the end. And I'll see you in the next one.